Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome back to Geeking In, episode 50. I am Jay, I'm your party host, Gab, your Bourbon, your Brew, or your Brew, half sugar and almond milk, just the way you like it, and strap in for conversations about random stuff that's going on. I am joined, as always, by the incredible, the infamous, our futurist, our Toby Clark. How are you doing, T? Hello, listeners. Hello, gents. I'm doing really well. Happy to be here. And uh, we're happy to have you. And of course, we are joined by our Mr. Fantastic, the flexible friend, the pajama prince that we promised, the heavy breathing. How you doing, B? You shelter my soul, you my fire when I'm cold. I want you to know you had me at hello, 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 hello. Is the echo is <laughs> so good? <laughs> I don't know. What we're doing anymore? It's it's the 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 route map might be out, but I don't know if we're going to get there. <laughs> this is us jumping the shark, man. This is it. <laughs> you wait. Next week, I'm doing baby shark. This is this is Batman and Joker <laughs> on surfboards. <sighs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Uh, <laughs> um. So that is a rendition of of beautiful singing to our listeners from Hemel Hempstead to Dublin to Oregon and everywhere else in between. Uh, thank you very much for continuing to listen. Thank you much for helping us uh, grow the podcast by rate, reviewing, subscribing and sharing and getting involved in the conversation at Geeking In Pod, um, uh, which is where we are on Instagram and Twitter. And in the link in the bio for both of those, you will find our Linktree link, which takes you to magical, wonderful places such as uh, the Teespring shop um, that has all of our T-shirts, mugs and masks. And they are available in all different shapes and sizes and colours. Um, and one of the colours of most interest... Do you get a mug in? Um, well, the, the mug is one shape, the mask is another shape. Uh, and a T-shirt is a third shape. It's shaped like a T. Uh. As you would know. Wouldn't you? <laughs> um, uh, but one colour that they are available in is blue. And that's not the only thing in blue that we seem to be getting. As Blue Beetle Ooh. has found a direction. Angel Man- Manuel Soto has been confirmed as the director for the upcoming DC films Warner Brothers Blue Beetle. It is an honour to direct Blue Beetle, the first Latino superhero film for DC. I want to sincerely thank everyone at Warner Brothers and DC for trusting me to bring Jamie Reyes to life. I cannot wait to make history together. It was announced in November 2018, but there's been very little movement on it so far. No actors have been attached for the role. Um, But uh, it sounds as if um, it's going to be... uh, well, as they said, uh, the Jamie Reyes incarnation of the character, which was uh, debuted in uh, 2006, Infinite Crisis number three, mm. and uh, showed that he received his power via an alien, via an alien scarab, mm-hmm. um, 
That is excellent. That was going to be the first question. Is it Jamie or is it um, uh, Ted Cord or Dan Garrett? But obviously not Dan Garrett. <laughs> it, it, was, it was tough because I, lo- I love Ted Cord, right? Ted Cord to me is like the quintessential C-list loser superhero. I was going to say C-list superhero. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> you know, Mr. Gold and uh, Blue Beetle. I love all of that stuff, but Jamie Rears definitely deserves his time. He is a far more interesting character. Um, he has been written very well. Uh, oh, to be fair, I've not read a lot of his comics, but I read a lot, read a lot of the early ones of this one written. Um, and he's got an interesting power, an interesting origin, um, and p- probably not a hero you could do visually, um, you know, sort of 10 years ago, just because of the nature of the suit and how it grows around him yeah. and all that stuff. That stuff that will just be like really fantastic visuals for today. Uh, so, yeah, I really want to see that on screen. That's so cool. So is this, did you say it's a movie or TV series? Movie. Wow. Wow. Well, let's hope um, it, they do a better job of it than Wonder Woman. <laughs> I mean, my head went to... Um, 84. <laughs> yeah, 84. <laughs> Wonder Woman 84. Well, the Wonder Woman, the original film, was actually pretty good. It was. It's, it was. it's, I, it's I 84 is the one that is problematic. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so, so B, what's your hopes for it? What's your fears for it? Well, it's just a. It's released, and b. It's done well. Um, it, you know, so many promises. You know, from from DC, and you know, time after time, they just fail to flip and deliver. Um, it's just frustrating as hell. Um, but Blue Beetle is a, as he was saying, he's certainly an interesting character, um, and you know, done right. With, with today's technology, the look will be absolutely made for this, um, you know, for what's available at the moment. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, we know that um, DC don't have the best of track records about uh, heroes who represent a colour um, using CG suits. <laughs> um, I quite liked uh, Ryan in that. <laughs> Um, but the good news is if it does go horribly, horribly, horribly wrong, then in about five years, they can release the Justice's Blue <laughs> and put it all right for us, I am sure. Um, I, I mean, it is. It's, it's an interesting character. It's an interesting um, uh, comic. And, and it's a comic with quite a high power set, although they do kind of play him as the kind of team titans level teenage superhero that's one of the reasons he's so interesting i think because actually you can you can bring him in with the teen titans and i think b just to sort of address your early thing i think one of the things one of the reasons this could be could be so good is he just will not fit into the you know the gloomy snyderverse you know Mm. world there right so the dc comic film that kind of outside of that tonally was uh, shazam and Shazam had its flaws, but it was it was very funny. It had a lot of you know good things going for it, and I think that's what you could do with this. And I think there's lessons to be learned from from um, into the Spider Verse. So yeah, there's Teen Titans. He's had you know big interactions with um, Green Lanterns with um, Guy Gardner. He's had stuff with Booster Gold. So you could have him. Oh god, this is just my wish list now. But you could have him playing off against those other C list guys who are overpowered, like Booster with all his knowledge of the future and Guy with his Green Lantern ring, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
and that way you get to show how he is still like the noob, or you could just have him with Teen Titans. There's, there's so much you could do with with Jamie Reese. It is really exciting. Who's the who's the director? You said uh, Angel Manuel Soto from uh, Charm City Kings. I've not seen Charm City Kings. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, B, from your side, are you looking for the big cosmic adventure it could be or the teenage trying to find his power lower level adventure like, for instance, Shazam kind of copied? I think, obviously, an origin story um, is going to ensue. So you're looking at probably a teenage person coming of age type of movie i i would imagine um you know this could be dc's spider-man um really good yeah yeah Yeah. if 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 like t says to do it right um it has potential um but again it depends on a story b cast um c (laughs) whether they get to release it on time or not um well, he, he's unknown, right? To the general public, no one knows Jamie Reese, Blue Beetle. Mm. Um, I mean, he was in the... Um, oh, he was in some of the cartoons. I'm not, I remember some depictions of him. Yeah. But generally... Young Justice, that's what I was aiming for. That was the cartoon, wasn't it? That was the... the which, the, which one? The, the big one. Young, Young Justice. Young Justice. Okay. But you know, you could pretty much take his story anyway. You could change up his origin. You could change up, you know, his character. That's all fine because there isn't, you know, sixty years of of Peter Parker history no. to sort of mess with, and that is more exciting. I think you know, you could have him based in this in this world where superheroes exist. So this isn't, you know, a Nolan Dark Knight world or whatever. But it's just this guy with crazy powers. I mean, um, what's coming out? Is it on Netflix soon? Uh, um, Invincible's coming out. And I think we get to see some of that. Oh, sorry, on Amazon Prime, yeah. Yeah. And Mm. that's probably one of their stories told right. And then, you know, we get to deal with the movie budget on big screen. And and, uh, that's an animated one, and the trailer is out and looks amazing. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think Spider-Man's a really good um, parallel for it. Um, In that, you know, the the teenager trying to find his way... um, you know, the, the the great power and great responsibility that comes with it, that all of that kind of feels quite um, quite a good parallel to tell. You know, Spiders and Beetles mm-hmm. pretty much writes itself, doesn't it? And, you know, just saying there's no need to go to the old kind of the Egyptian mythology stuff or any of that, you know. <laughs> no reason why I'm just saying, you know, that's not a connection we need explored in this film. It's an alien. That's great. I'm up for that. But why is it a scarab? So, <laughs> alien pyramids. How would you feel about alien mummies? Oh, we're talking Stargate again, aren't we? As we know, <laughs> the mummy that scared me was an alien. That's true. That's true. Traumatised me. And, you know, one of the ancient spirits oh. of evil. Transform this decaying body. Can we go back to bee singing again, please? You weren't looking to sleep tonight, were you? You had me at hello. hello. No, right. 
He was um, also in Injustice. It is. Uh, it turns out, Blue, uh, Jamie Ray's Blue Beetle. There must be some like cool visual from there. But you're a fan of Injustice, weren't you? In- Injustice, yeah. I I can't say I remember him there, to be honest. I think he was one of the DLC, so... Oh, yeah, that's probably why I can't remember him. Um, so it depends on how many of the packs that you went through, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is, he's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, a, a superhero who struggles to access his full power of this war suit that he's got. And um, yeah, it's, it'll be an interesting one. Um, but we know that uh, at the moment, Blue Beetle hasn't got a star and hasn't got a release date. However, there are DCEU films with a release date. So quick bit of trivia. What is the DCEU film that we are expecting to hit theatres and HBO Max on August the 6th? August, wow. Uh, Flash? Nope. So soon. Is it, what was in is there? Is it Batman? Not Batman. Shazam 2? Batman's now pushed back into next year, I think, isn't it? Okay. From It went from Halloween to 2022. Shazam or... Um, Black Adam. Nope. I I'm, I'm I fear that if we keep going, you might kill yourself <laughs> trying to find this answer. Uh, is it not um, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty five? Nineteen ninety seven. No reason why it's nineteen ninety seven. It just is. Um, uh, no, you're not even from my hint there. On. You might kill yourself trying to find the answer. The Suicide Squad is on its way on August the 6th. Um, and uh, James Gunn has been uh, talking on uh, social media about, uh, on Instagram, in fact, about um, how he's going with the Suicide Squad with the Peacekeeper HBO Max series that's going to fall out of it with John Cena's character Um, and whether there's more in this little pocket universe that he's looking to explore. Um, And uh, his answer was maybe just a little. One toe dipped in when asked about whether he was going to do something else. Um, And then in another conversation, there was asked, in another point a little bit later, he was asked if he would uh, want to work with uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn again. Um, uh, to which his answer was, Margot and I discussed this just the other day. We will have to see what happens. Mm. So the greatest mathematicians of our time have put two and two together and are wondering whether this is that James Gunn and Margot Robbie are going to look to do some kind of Harley Quinn side project here, maybe similar to what we're seeing with uh, Peacemaker. So Birds of Prey didn't make enough money because it was released five minutes before the world shut down. But actually it was a really good film. How was it critically received? It was. I don't think it was badly critically received. Um, I just think there was other things happening in the world that it was just sidestepped, to be honest. Yeah, it was just really unfortunate timing. But, um, I mean, it was a great film. 
Uh, just having a quick look. 78% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, that's 6.8. Uh, yeah, average rating of 6.8. Cinema score gave it a B plus. So actually pretty decent, especially relative to these <laughs> DCEU films. And it was a good film. Um, and it would, you know, it's a shame to let that character and the stuff they've done with it, you know, disappear at this point. Yeah, 78%, uh, both tomato meter and audience score. So in agreement on uh, on that, which means it is certified fresh. Um, yeah, it was an interesting film. It had some good mm -hmm. stuff going on it. And Cathy uh, Yarn did kind of take a, a punch in the teeth for one of the lowest grossing um, mm. superhero films, um, 84 million. Um, in the U in the US, uh, and again, nothing to do with her ability, nothing to do with the story, nothing to do with Margot Robbie holding the franchise, all to do with the fact that it released in cinemas in February the seventh, twenty twenty, and uh, the world closed down, and it moved to streaming on March the twenty fourth. I think I think yeah, there's a huge opportunity to make more, um, and I'd be very happy with Kathy Ann uh, helming it again. Um, but, you know, James Gunn's got a really brilliant track record of late. So anything he brings to the table is always exciting as well. Let's see what he does with Suicide Squad first, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have two mm. bites, won't we? So we will have uh, both Suicide Squad and Peacemaker yeah. to get an understanding of his tone of this uh universe and and his uh, task force x um but b i'm i'm assuming that you think this is too much harley quinn and you know live give the ip a little bit of a rest absolutely not <laughs> enough of the thing. you know harley quinn any day of the week especially robbie margot <laughs> Yeah, only to get cross with you getting her name wrong. Um, so, so you're looking forward to this? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think I, I, I didn't. I quite like the first Suicide Squad um, movie. Um, I didn't particularly hate it. Um, I watched it a few times. Um, it's not high on my viewing list, but. I enjoyed the characters. Does it get better on a second view? How does it stack up? I think it held up well. How does it stack up against, for instance, X-Men Apocalypse? Which one would you watch first? I like this. It's taken almost a year to figure this out. This is very good. <laughs> I, I I don't know. That would be a tough choice, you know, because I I loved the X Men. I, I thought Apocalypse. Apo I can't even say the word. Apocalypse was was quite a good movie. Yeah, and you enjoyed Suicide Squad. So how does it rank? Same. Okay, this is an awful rating system. I take it back. Mm. <laughs> so it's a Saturday night. You've got them both sitting in front of you. Which ones you put on first? Um. I would say X-Men. 
So you're going for X-Men Apocalypse over Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, I I, I didn't mind the first Suicide Squad either. I thought it had some great points in it. Um, I thought the um, soundtrack was great until you actually listen to the, the, the soundtrack. Yeah, I was going to say, not the trailer. No, the songs the trailer. are on it. We're talking about the movie now. Um, exactly. And, and that was the thing. It, it, it kind of got um, scaled up and then they didn't quite just pay for the rights to, to have any of the songs anywhere else. Mm. Um, it, it felt like... It, it's interesting that James Gunn is doing this one because it felt like it did have a very sudden Guardians influence to it. Um, almost halfway through the film, they suddenly decided, or halfway through the film, and they suddenly decided to try and bring in some of the Guardians of the Galaxy style play within it. Um, but um, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to this one just because it's a far. It feels like a film that knows what it is far more than the, the last one and the last one disappointed me that it ended up into your usual floaty thing in the sky big world ending machine cg monsters mm. fight thing um but this one could be different i mean the cast on this one's ridiculous the cast on this one's just amazing um I mean, Idris Elba in anything is is great. So him as Bloodsport is one I'm looking forward to. Um, uh, David Dismalshan as Pol- Polka Dot Man is one that I know T is going to be <laughs> a huge fan of because how how far down the line do you get before you get to Polka Dot Man? Um, Peter Capaldi as the Thinker is going to be brilliant. Uh, Nathan Fillion as TDK is going to be amazing. Um, John Cena's Peacemaker, Taika Waititi's Storm Reed, uh, uh, Taika Waititi, sorry, uh, and Storm Reed. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just got such a bizarre cast. Michael Rooker is the savant. I feel like we can um, come out of this film thinking, oh my God, yeah. I could watch another 12 hours of this. You know, I want the backstory for all of them. And the great thing is we are getting the backstory for at least one of them. Backstory, prequel, sequel. I mean, we're not sure. No one knows who survives the Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, you know, apart from um, uh, Slipknot, mm. was it? Yeah. I think pretty much everyone survived to the first mission. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. It really, I, I think this is interesting, and I think that. As I said, you know, tonally, I love what James Gunn did with the Guardian stuff. I've loved what I've seen so far from the Suicide Squad. Uh, so I, I, I would be very interested to see how he takes Harley Quinn and and moves her forward. Um, we've had the Joker hangover. Um, and, you know, it's... it's um, uh, time to kind of break her out and do something completely mm. free of Mr. J. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think Harley Quinn is one of the biggest success stories of DC in recent times. Um, 
she's such an interesting character. Um, so long may it continue. And, you know, they've... And, I mean, interestingly, in the comics, has moved very much as to part of the Bat family mm. um, out of the, the, the rogues gallery. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, it is. You know, they've obviously seen something to, to switch her from villain to anti-hero to, you know, basically just hero. Mm. Um, I can feel <laughs> Zack Snyder's head exploding at the idea of someone being just a hero. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's interesting seeing how they've, they've, they've marked it through. And, you know, we have the, the animated series, we have various comic runs now. Um, and, and Robbie Margot is a, a bona fide star. Absolutely. All on the back of this. I mean, you know, who can name one of her other movies? Wolf of yeah. Wall Street. Okay, apart from that. There you go, I'll rest my case. I think you've killed Jay. <laughs> I was thinking. I was I was trying to think. I, I can't get her out of my head and walk to Wall Street. I can't look past that. Um <laughs> I shouldn't have started that one. I got stuck. Um, but yes, I, I think this is this is going to be interesting. Is there any other characters there that we've listed and we're expecting that you are hoping get the the, the one shot treatment as well? Are you are you eager for a Steve Agee King Shark standalone? You know what? I, I would love to see that. That would be quite an interesting, um, you know. Uh, origin story um you know perhaps him have a family and you know have a little baby oh. are you just yes. going to tease it <laughs> okay <laughs> god um baby shark <laughs> <laughs> leave the song leave the silence long enough and and we will start singing baby shark what about you t i mean as as oh, the, oh, the, oh, the the i was gonna say as the as the lover of sea list team, and below you know so i i like these kind of ensemble cast things so actually what i love is them interacting with each other i think i would just want i would want the crazy suicide squad TV show, um, and I was a huge fan of the old um, the old comics as well, where it was you know Waller and the espionage team and Batman come to you know tell people piss off and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, man, bring on more. I'm I'm less excited about the Peacemaker spinoff, I think, than I would be about um, you know obviously not necessarily all the big stars, but uh, just more more of this crew fighting each other and getting on with each other and somehow being a team. I mean, so the Peacemaker character in this was um, described by John Cena, who's playing him mm. as Captain America if he was a dick. Um, which is a, a lovely premise. So, you know, it kind of um, 
definitely is one that you want to to see more of. And, and I'm really interested to see what about this character really caught James Gunn's imagination that his his you know lockdown creativity boost was. Let's write an eight, eight episode miniseries of Peacemaker. Um, and commit to direct the first one. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's really interesting. But yeah, I all of this, please, all of this and more of this. So um, um, as you know, although I am really looking forward to Guardians three as well. So all of this, James more Gunn of this, and Guardians, see. please. Do you ever watch uh, no. James Gunn's PG porn? Okay, so you no. have to watch James Gunn's PG porn at some point. And it, he had sort of similar. He had like big starts. He had Nathan Fillion, um, <laughs> like turn up to go and get it. I think it was um, oh, like Sasha Gray turned up to get a car fixed by Nathan Fillion, and he kept actually fixing her car. It was things like that. It's so good. I think it's all on YouTube. You have a look. <laughs> I will be searching out PG Putton, and we'll see whether that turns up as a recommendation in the next week or two. Um, uh, but uh, HBO Max is has got um, uh, the Suicide Squad due to debut on August the sixth, and um, the Peacemaker spin-off show uh, due to premiere in January twenty twenty two. So um, not long to wait for for the Suicide Squad, and it'll be January twenty twenty two before we know it, and we'll be able to watch the Peacemaker. Um, however, before all of that on HBO Max, we have another incredibly exciting and interesting uh, film coming through. Um, but is it going to be something that uh, keeps our attention or is this something that's going to be a fatality? <laughs> Very good. So the R-rated trailer for the new Mortal Kombat reboot landed um and it looks incredibly good um Brutal. it's um it's a really uh far more kind of um honest take or far more kind of um loving take i guess on uh interpretation of the uh computer games and an honest um, trailer doesn't mean what it used to anymore <laughs> Um, and uh, does uh, really make it look like a film that has taken straight out the cutscenes of uh, Mortal Kombat 11 or any of the others. In fact, the story is very much based upon um, uh, some of the more recent Mortal Kombat films with the fighters having a, uh, a mark, like a birthmark, that uh, turns out to be their call to adventure, their their uh, ticket into uh, the Mortal Kombat fight. So is that uh, who this this Cody guy is then? Is he from the recent games? He is not. No. So one of the big mysteries is that this story is based around MMA fighter Cole Young. Oh, Cole. That's played by Louis Tan. But uh, we have no background for Cole. Um, however, there are already some theories out there as to who he may be. 
Um, but uh, B, you recommended the the, the Mortal Kombat 11 uh, game uh, a little while ago, um, June, in fact, uh, just before Injustice Gods amongst us, among us, amongst us, which we've just talked about as well. Um, how did you react to the trailer? Uh, awesome. It was brutal. <laughs> um, it it really looked good. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the original Mortal Kombat movie. I loved Mortal Kombat as, as a arcade game. I loved it when it came to uh, the gaming consoles. Um, I just loved the story. I loved the gameplay. And I'm really, really looking forward to how this is going to shape up. Um, the trailer looks pretty cool. Um, I love how they showed. Um, are, are we? Well, it's a trailer, so it's out there. It um, is. I loved how they showed um, Scorpion. Uh, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, obviously, they, they're going back to the original kind of origin story of Scorpion. Um, you've got Sub-Zero, which, you know, oh, enemies. Uh, oh, it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. Um, I loved how, um, um, oh gosh, what's his name? With the uh, Dragon Punch. Um, Ken. <laughs> no, not Ken. <laughs> Luke Dragon Punch, yes. Liu Kang. Liu Kang, yeah. Um, I loved how they showed that um, with the with the dragon fire. Um, it, it's 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 going to be weird um, not watching not not seeing Christopher Lambert as uh, um, Raiden. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to it's, it's shaping up to be really good. And how did you feel about the original Mortal Kombat film? I loved it. It was brilliant. You didn't like it? I loved it too. I yeah. can't remember back when it came out because I think I was far too young to have watched it. So it blew a very young Tanzas, very young T's mind. When it I, came I out. watched it at the cinema. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was really. 1995 it came out, didn't it? So I, yeah, I, 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 I was cousin. 11. <laughs> They wouldn't have let you in. <laughs> I remember watching a real dodgy ass videotape of it. You know where the tracking kept going off and you had to go and adjust yeah. the little dial and all, all of that stuff. Um, so you millennials listening to this, you you Generation Zers, you don't understand. You know tracking and <laughs> and you know all of that. You don't understand. Oh God, I just dated this podcast so much with one word: tracking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next, you're going to have to talk about how you rewound the tape and, and sellotaped over the, the the tab so you could record on the long play version. <laughs> it was definitely pirated as well. I definitely had a tab over the tape over the thing. Um, yeah, so no, yeah, I, I I loved the film at the time, um, and 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 still love it. it. Has such a big place in my heart, and, and actually, I like a lot of those old. Sort of cheesy '90s martial arts films, like you know, the Bloodsport and all this 
the silliness of tattoos and medallions <sighs> and destinies and all of that stuff for its time just you know it worked really I, well. I, I, I get your point about the 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 films of that era with Bloodsport and Time Cop and I'm just listing Jean Claude Van Damme films now, really, aren't I? <laughs> um, but all of those, and you know, my guilty pleasure, one of my guilty pleasures from from ages ago, when we talked about those, was um, Best of the Best, which is very much of that genre and goes far deeper into that genre. By the time we get to Best of the Best three and four, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, but it 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 was a tough watch. Um, is this as a fan of the games or just as a film on its own? I think both. I think both. It was, um, it was one of those films that that tried to do fan service of everyone kind of pops up for their thirty seconds worth of oh shit look it's reptile and oh shit look it's it's uh, kung lao and oh shit look it's it's uh, and then they all kind of disappear and you just get on with the film and it's a bit weird. Um, and I guess one of my problems with it is always our way into this story from a film perspective are uh, Johnny Cage and mm. Sonia and Jax and the human characters who by far are the most boring characters in this universe. Because mm. um, I want to know about Scorpion and I want to know about Sub-Zero and I want to know about uh, Shang Tsung and I want to know about you know all the rest of them. Uh, so it's, it becomes quite um, stale in the fact that you're, you're suddenly willing Johnny Cage to win the fight and I wasn't even willing Johnny Cage to win the fight when I was playing as Johnny Cage <laughs> in the game so <laughs> yeah, you can do you can do the splits and punch someone how great um, not Sonia <laughs> so um, but this one does look look very very different um, T how did you feel about the, the, the trailer I think this film has a, a lot to do right so you've got fans of of the old games where someone just plays sort of something on the Mega Drive or something and that's it and just know there's a nice guy you know and you know or just you know fake concepts there's fans of the old movies that's me and B and you know of the soundtrack and we want a bit of this and a oh, bit the of the soundtrack that. Yeah. yes I mean I was humming it up until it came up I was waiting for that to kick in during the trailer yep. um uh, and then actually the games have a really interesting story like that's gone on for so many years so well, it went up to I think mm. 10 and then the world reset and it all started again and there's all the spin-off games and all that stuff and with sort of you know Ed Boon kind of helming it all the way through there has been a surprisingly like consistent story throughout what is just basically a, a bloody fighting game um, so there's, there's a lot to try and do and I felt like the trailer just did it so well even like so be you know they've had a bit of the soundtrack at the end, right? Just enough yeah, for you to yeah, go, yeah, yeah, it's there, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know just like just just enough of of each of the characters. I mean, yeah. Immediately, I went, who the fuck is this cold guy? Because you're distracting from the people I want to see. Um, but then you know, part of me thinks, well, yeah, all right. I don't. I guess I don't need to see yet another Liu Kang story, uh, in particular because I kind of know which way the Liu Kang story always goes. You know, he just, he yeah. wins and gets better and better and becomes all powerful and blah, blah, blah. And and that's just his inevitable arc. So actually, you know, Cole could die. Cole could turn evil. Lots of things could happen to Cole. Um, so that makes it a bit more interesting, uh, I think. Um, 
Now, given the um, your purity tea that you like to go into these things with, mm. do you want to discuss one of the theories as to who Cole is, or would you rather that be non-speculative? And, and no, you know what? It's Mortal Kombat. It's fine. Let's talk. Um, so one of the things here that's that's at play, and bearing in mind we're one trailer in, this this kind of shows the depth of fandom that people are already uh, working through, is um, the timing of things and the uh, the timing of the Hanzo Hasashi uh, Scorpion uh, fight with the ninjas and with Sub Zero, um, and the reckon the reckoning is that um, Hanzo is from feudal Japan mm-hmm. um, and this is him being uh, targeted in his bloodline and his clan being targeted by Sub-Zero. So um, this is potentially the... the first Sub-Zero. This is Sub-Zero's elder brother. Right. Yeah. Who, call, who kills mm. Hanzo, Hasashi and the, tri- uh, and the clan and therefore creates the scorpion who's made a deal with the devil and the the the, the, the avenging spirit. Mm. Um, so that then suggests that there is a link between Hanzo, Hasashi, and Cole um, with a scene where um, it, when Cole's looking in the mirror, a fiery apparition of Hanzo, Hasashi appears, um, so it could be that this is a family, a, a descendant of the clan who is um, destined to win the competition and destroy uh, Shang Tsung and therefore uh, is being marked for death by him and Sub-Zero coming after him. So a descendant of the clan, a descendant of Scorpion. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if that adds anything but it doesn't detract anything either, I suppose. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's difficult with these things because it's the personal stakes, yeah. isn't it? Other than, you know, or your world will end, which should feel like the most <laughs> personal stakes, but is a little bit nebulous. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it is going to be an interesting kind of one of, of, you know, that kind of, you know, there's a reason why people are coming after him rather than just the fact that, you know, you're a fighter, and therefore that's what we do. I mean, if we end up with, um, a, with sort of a Scorpion Redemption story, it would be nice for it to be around the legacy rather than I've, you know, magically got my wife and child back or whatever. Um, and I guess you could have a reminder of that through seeing what um, what this Cole, what Cole could be. How did you feel about? Um, uh, watching Jax's arms um, story play through. In the yeah, trailer. I don't care enough about Jax to, for Jax to get so much screen time. But then this is a weird thing, right? It is like, I just want to see the characters I like playing as. <laughs> and that's so personal to everyone. Everyone's got their own favourite characters. Um, yeah, so if you make, a, make an interesting story, great. Jax it has not been interesting to me ever. It's it's interesting because um, originally they well they showed his in the trailer they showed his arms being frozen off by Sub Zero, but mm-hmm. in the game it's I think it's Reptile that um, um, amputates his arms. 
I, I believe so. I, yeah, I can't remember if it was Reptile or... Um, was it Emac? Or Mac. I can't remember. Who was the one with the blades that came out of his arms? Um, um, Baraka? Baraka, yeah. Baracus. Baraka. Um, I'm pretty sure. It was... I can't remember. No, oh, right. Okay. It was um, Deadpool from the Wolverine movie. What? <laughs> he looked like Baraka, remember? He had huge blades coming out of his arms. Yeah, his with the blades. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. With his arms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're making subtle changes to the original, which I, I don't I don't mind. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, as long as it makes for a good story to follow. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be wedded to the the story of the game because the complicated thing with the games is, you know, there's always going to be another game and you've got to keep twisting and changing the story and obviously there's been the reboot and stuff and, you know, where it goes. We don't need that. I think you just need, you know, Scorpion and Sub-Zero, they need to have a rivalry. That's that's important. Johnny Cage's a bit of a dick. That's important. You know, Liu Kang is heroic. That's a, But beyond that, it's fine. Play with it. It was, it was also interesting the the scene with um, oh my god my my names are, are going who's the guy with the eye? Uh, Kano. Uh, Kano. That's it. Yeah, Kano's very um, funny. Yeah, that was quite interesting. Um, you know, is it me or did he have an Australian accent? Is it? Yeah, Kano's Australian. Australian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Interestingly for me, it took me a while to realise that he wasn't being played by Jai Courtney, who was Captain Boomerang in The Suicide Squad. For some reason, my my brain thought it was Jai Courtney. Or Sam Whittington, with Wiki. The other guy. Who's like Worthington. Sam, Sam Worthington. Wiki's Transformers. So I've just, I, trying to do my due diligence, I've just googled about jack's getting his metal arms and the answer is we're all right because it's been rebooted so many times as to how he's got his metal arms that uh in the malibu comics version which is based around mortal kombat 3 um it's uh baraka who cuts off his arms in mortal kombat 9 it's ermac who uh takes his arms away and destroys it with the power of his of his um uh mind um in mortal kombat legend scorpion's revenge um it's goro who tears his arms off mm-hmm. um in the new film obviously it's sub-zero and in the original computer game um he just upgrades his arms to become a better defender of earth nice so yeah pick your poison whichever one you want all answers are correct when it comes to how Jack's got his arm. Yeah. I, the, the trailer looks awesome. I uh, can't wait for it. When, when's it due to come out? April Very the 16th. Soon. So that stayed under wraps. Yeah, that surprised me as to how, how soon that one's due to come out. And and I know that we um, talk a lot about HBO Max, but you know between that, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, The Suicide Squad... Justice is grey. There's so much that's um, Landing, yeah. coming on there to, to around the watch. world. People are going to be pirating like crazy. 
Yeah, well, you know, HBO Max is 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 it eventually going to be available in the UK, or is it going to be syndicated? Let's talk to, about it, like Sky or something like that. Yeah, so it, it seems to be a combination piece at the moment. So a lot of it's talking about premium rentals and and digital releases in other countries, um, but the conversation is obviously about uh, a rollout. Uh, but it does depend on licensing on. A lot of things. So, so right now, you know, pretty uh, much everyone and their mom is paying for a Netflix, a Disney, yeah. and an Amazon. If HBO Max came out yep. and it was, it's what twice the price of Disney, is it? Would you pay yeah. for it, uh, B? Yeah, I probably would just to watch uh, Justice League. Justice is great. So even with all these other films kind of being spread out over the next few months. You think you just do the four-week trial? Yeah, probably. Fair enough. <laughs> so I don't think HBO Max has. I, I think a lot of them have stopped that one-week or one-month free trial now. Um, Disney did just before Hamilton was released, and I don't think Netflix does now either, um, because I think they realise that you're going to, to sign up for mm. that free trial for for watch that one thing you want, like mm. you know, one division. And then kind of click it off and go again. So, um, yeah, I, I think most of them are, are straight into billing. But it is, you know, I'd, I'd be interested in HBO Max for this year, I think, because of the dual release of all of their films. Um, I don't know what is there for longer than that. But this year, they seem to be just absolutely pumped full of um, content. Yeah, and this is the year we're not paying for so know, if, cinema tickets. So that argument cinemas, is there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that might change, I suppose, further down the line. So if you could have two, only two, between HBO Max, Disney Plus, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. Netflix and one, Disney. What two are you going for? Me? Oh. Um, Disney definitely. Um, I might try HBO Max. So my logic is Disney. yeah. So Disney because actually it's got the shows we want to watch over the next whatever period, right? So that's my week in week out shows. Netflix has enough of the kind of backgroundy crap stuff that I just want to watch anyway. Because that's what I also want from TV sometimes, just something to put on in the background or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that kind of hits both edges. And Disney, I mean, up until now, it didn't have enough content beyond the things that we specifically want to watch. But now that stars come into it, that's a big sell for it. Yeah, I mean, the star information's quite weird on some of the stuff they've got on there. Um, but it is a good additional mm. bump especially like overnight of the amount of content that they've dropped on there. Um, Disney plus for me would stay because not only has it got all the new shows that I want, it's got all my comfort films. So it's got the star Wars, it's got the, 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 the Marvel films. It's got, you know, a lot of my, you know, throw mm. something on kind of films. Um, so that would be the one for me. Um, I, feel that I would be tempted to go with and potentially disappointed by HBO Max. Um, 
and I feel that my disappointment would be that I am waiting between cool. I've watched Wonder Woman 84 and that sucked, but now I now need to wait for a month before the next thing comes out and cool. I've watched mm-hmm. justice is gray. And now I have to wait for a month before, um, uh, Mortal Kombat and cool. I've watched Mortal Kombat and now I have to wait for a month to, so it's, it's giving me like two and a half, three or 10 in the answer of, um, Zack Snyder's justice league hours worth of content, but then there's the gap in between and in between and in between. Um, whereas you're right. Netflix has a little bit more of that kind of like, you know, here's a silly thing for you to watch for a little while. Um, and you know, going back and watching shit squeak again at the moment, just cause it's very nice. And you know, it's, it's nice to watch. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd probably fall into the trap of HBO max. I think. But we shall see. April 16th for Mortal Kombat is going to be um, an interesting watch, I think. Um, And will we have recovered from Zack Schneider's Justice League before uh, Mortal Kombat comes out? Um, But one thing that is continuing to come out is WandaVision. So we will move on to talk about episode seven of nine of one division but as we do every week we will do our refer- recommend referrals our recommendations first um uh, we don't get a referral fee on any of these things uh we will do our recommendations first so that if you are not up to date on one one division and do not want to listen to our very candid conversation uh then you can turn us off you can say goodbye and you can join us again next week um so let us begin with um uh b what do you have right so i have taken to watching a tv program which is on sci-fi channel called fringe um it's the hairdressing one isn't it uh no uh there's no such thing as hairdressing at the moment or barbers um not until i thought that's why you're taking to watching programs about it (laughs) um it's it's about um it's 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 like what you want legends to be <laughs> um, <laughs> very good that's such a good analogy i love it it really is um, actually you know it, it's you know it, it's it's where jj uh, Abra- abraham should have gone with uh, um um the, the last skywalker um oh. it, it's it is really quite interesting. Um, I'm getting into it and I'm, I'm loving it. So um, I, I believe there's four seasons or maybe of it. Um, yeah, well, according to... And where are you watching uh, this on? The Sci-Fi channel. Very, yeah. very good. So give it a try. Um you know, it's it's good for his age. Um, it's been around for, I think it was originally out in the early, late 2000s, I think. Um, so it certainly holds up well. Yeah. Is that the one with Pacey? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if we weren't dating the, this conversation enough with videotapes, then a Joshua Jackson, Joshua Jackson Dawson's Creek reference is, is probably going to tell us that, get it there. 
yeah, let's push back further. That's that's what we need. Cool. <laughs> I don't want to wait for a anyway, um, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Sudden, suddenly very aware that I'm gimmick infringement of, of bees singing so I, I don't want to do that um, quick save us T what have you got as your recommendation uh, Chew the comic uh, so this is a comic that came out in 2009 uh, had about 60 issues so finished in 2016 um, so imagine a world where all chicken and all bird meats are illegal there was this like huge um, bird flu that killed everyone, killed other people, um, and so there's this huge black market of uh, <laughs> of like fried chicken and like, chicken soup and chicken meat. So it's around this uh, this cop Tony Chu, who's um, a sibopath, which basically means whatever he tastes, he can uh, sort of psychically see the history of. Uh, so basically, he goes into this like underground, uh, <laughs> underground illegal uh, restaurant, and he tastes some chicken soup, and then he can suddenly see the chicken being killed. I uh, get the, all the memory of that chicken up until that, you know, up until his death. Um, so he goes in to arrest uh, the chef, um, uh, and then as he's fighting the chef, he ends up like tasting the chef's ear or telling some some bizarre thing happens, and then he can suddenly see the sh- all of the chef's other victims. So he's got this bizarre power that whatever he tastes, he can see the whole history of. It's it's just an absolute mad comic, um, and it's so much fun. Um, I think there was a TV series or something, or there was you know there was announced that there was going to be a TV series. So I don't think it ever came up. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tons of fun. It's completed, so you know it's something you can just pick up and read end to end. Um, I think they had nine volumes. Uh, no, sorry, twelve volumes in the end. Um, yeah, uh, and it's just it's bizarre. It's wacky. Uh, if like some people, you're doing this kind of you're you know um, no carb diet and craving fried chicken all the time, uh, it's not going to help. But it is a really good read. Um, I'm I'm fairly traumatized by the idea of this guy being able to see the the former lives of whatever he's tasting. So he. Um, I have so so many questions. Like for instance, if if soup is made from more than one chicken, yeah, then does he get like an and, amalgamation? And Jay, you will love this comic because they ask those questions and they answer those things. They do really explore all this weird and wacky stuff. I mean, you've got to love that they come up with a premise like that and then really do kind it's of you know, go into and it. It kind of um, takes itself seriously in that it follows these things through. There's the there's a kung fu fighting super spy chicken, and it, it's mad. Like, uh, you know, pick up just a couple of issues and you'll be in. I will. I will. I will see. Uh, I, I am very, very tempted on that one. So. I, I will jump in, but I'm I'm scared of getting too many because I don't want to bite off more than I can <laughs> swallow. Um, but quite silly and takes itself very seriously is an incredibly good description of my uh, recommendation. Um, I'm almost too scared to recommend this one, but fear is the mind killer. Um, I'm going to recommend june uh, now we talked about this a little while ago uh with the remake uh pushed back um 
but um, the original uh, 1984 uh, June um, uh, directed by David Lynch. And if you aren't aware of that, then within about five to 10 minutes of the film starting, mm-hmm. you are very much aware of that um, is fucking nuts. <laughs> it's um, very dense. You know, you can see why it's, it's two films in the remake um, because there's big chunks where it suddenly just jumps quite drastically um, two years later. Um, and, the 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 narrative model is fascinating in the sense that it's all um a lot of the exposition is kind of the inner monologue of the characters but the way you know it's the inner monologue is because it's just kind of whispered voiceover so the conversations change tonal volumes quite quickly as you're you've got that mix between you know I feel that he is the thing. I feel I am the thing, um, which which is really weird. Um, design wise, it's both brilliant and crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 just very in depth, and you know, it's empire and world building at its best, um, and just really kind of incredibly fucked up it's def just one that i think yeah is has got to be revisited to be believed i remembered seeing chunks of it as a child i have no idea why i was allowed to watch <laughs> this film as a child i can only imagine that my parents thought that as i loved star wars so much then this was safe for me to watch it's it's bloody weird um complicated and uh, i i mean it 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 is but the the film moves at such a pace that you don't get stuck on anything Mm -hmm. for too long because it's gone and you're on to the next thing um but um yeah i mean it is it's a very very david lynch film um carl mclaughlin is incredibly carl mclaughlin um Stings in it because obviously stings in it. Um, yeah, it's it's it has made me far more interested and excited for the remake to the point where when I was watching the credits of this the other night, I had the IMDb page up for the 2020 version, looking at who was in the cast mm. for those characters in, in that film. Um, so it, it it's definitely one to watch. Maybe not one to understand, mm. and that is available on Amazon Prime at the moment. Awesome, um, which I think was my big criteria of. I was really interested to see it. I wasn't so interested in paying for it, <laughs> and I stand by my stance on that. <laughs> um, but I mean, you you can see. I mean, it's funny because. Um, it's one of those films that I've not, as I said, I, I think I saw it as a kid. Uh, I've never really revisited it. Revisiting it, you realize how mm. much of it has seeped into pop culture um, with some of the, the sayings and some of the, the you know, the, 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 the memes and stuff that come out of it. So, um, yes, June, available on Amazon Prime. Exciting. Yeah, well, that's on Prime. I want to pick that up. 
pick that up. How far back was the new film pushback date? Do, do you remember? Uh, next year. So you've got you've got a minute. <laughs> Um, part one great, is yeah. next year um, uh, and uh, it, it feels like they're going to explain a lot more in this one but from the pacing that they seem to have put in um, yeah it's it, it's fucking nuts it's just you know, there is no there is no I think nothing else to say about it really um, another thing that seems to be fucking nuts at the moment is WandaVision so um episode seven is in the books so let us have a conversation about one division number seven so episode seven finds everyone's favorite reality warping super hero villain um uh, in a modern family setting uh, for what looks so well, the whole modern family feel, the movie yeah. camera angles—it's just so spot on, amazing. Uh, looks as if this could be the last of the um, uh, the, the sitcom themes, um, but this one was was you know excellently done. I completely agree, um, and is picking up straight after the night after the Halloween event where Wanda has um, uh, got cross, got emotional and extended the reality of your alternate, the boundaries of your alternate reality, as she put it, or a bit of the case of the Mondays. Um, so, um, yeah, picks up straight after the night before um, and uh, tracks through where we are so uh vision has his own side quest uh meeting the escape artist darcy mm. and, and freeing her from the uh the programming um and the uh we have uh monica and jimmy go to meet the promised aerospace engineer who turns mm. out to be mm. No one. Mm, I've got a theory about that. Oh, go on. You want to talk about that now? Yeah. I I don't think that's the engineer. I reckon that's just some dude who's bought the engineer, driven them. Okay. I reckon, I reckon the engineer still get to show up. Okay. To do what? To um. Break the hex. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no... So, I mean, Monica, we don't know, doesn't need it to get in yeah, because she's, she's gone through she's and been in, altered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, looks as if she is going to be Spectrum from all of the names that she has used in the comics uh, from her seeing different energy sources and light patterns and all the rest of it. I'm assuming that she will be Spectrum rather than Photon or Captain Marvel. Um, that was a weird moment, actually. You know, when she went in and she was saying everything looked funny, and I just thought, does she think, oh shit, my eyes are funny, or oh shit, Wanda's creating a weird world? Because this is just what it looks like right now. She mm. seems quite okay with the fact that she's obviously got superpowers now. Yeah. 
That was a bit odd. And that's why I thought maybe she's not maybe she's not figured out that I have superpowers. It's just that within the hex, things are weird. I mean, she was aware that you know it written her rewritten her DNA twice, which is why the MRI machines and things weren't working. So you know, I, I think there's an element that she understood that maybe she does think that this is all temporary to the. The, the, the one division world but um yeah she was very relaxed about it all maybe it's the training maybe that's just you know what makes her sword material and us not i mean maybe it's you know hanging around captain marvel as a child and scrolls and sort of you know all of this is just part of your mm. reality yeah just just always assumed that i was going to have some sort of superpower and here mm. i am mm. um But yeah, so um, you know the the essence of this boils down to um, Wanda losing control of her reality. So we saw things go back into fifties versions, sixties yeah. versions, seventies versions. Um, I did um, enjoy the fact that when the milk turned back into a black and white bottle she then sniffed the milk to make sure it was still alright yeah, um, one of the things that's been pointed out which I, I might be reading too much in was uh, is it is it inappropriate that her breakfast is sh- sugar snaps bearing in mind that you know Thanos and the snap is what kind of snaps. led to yeah. except they don't call it the snap right it's the, it's the blip true yeah it's true it, it, it isn't the snapping anywhere else outside us other than outside um but it was a it was a, a weird episode compared to what we've got over the last few i felt um there were some big reveals one of them being the worst kept secret in this entire thing when it is shockingly revealed that agnes is actually Agatha Harkness. Dun, dun, dun. Love the song. Did love the song. <laughs> the song was was by far the best thing in the episode. Um, <laughs> you know, as a fan of the monsters from back in the day, anyway. Um, was it not Adam's you know, family esque? No, it was more monsters. Hmm, okay, Adam's family was. Um, okay. Whereas the monsters was the dun da 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 dun da da dun. This so is the episode uh, yeah. where we sing a lot and really date ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, should we point out that when I say what a fan of the monsters, I mean on on like deep deep reruns <laughs> rather than <laughs> you know back same way that you know I I I was a fan of of the Adam West Batman, but I wasn't watching it in 1966. People suspect now. Um, but yes, yeah, so it, it is, you know, Agatha all along song was brilliant watching her do various other things, broken the fourth wall, talking straight to whatever that was, whoever we are, uh, to the point where she even took credit for killing Sparky. That was shocking. On a Disney Sodding movie. Evil. On a Disney channel as well. 
You're not the first witch in Disney. Hmm. Um. So yes, it was. It was um, one of them. I think. Um, T, let's start with you. How did you find episode seven? I loved it as I'm loving every episode. Um, I was a little disappointed with um, the, you know, the scientist, the friend, the astrophysicist not being any way exciting. Um, I think you guys put that in my head last week, to be honest. I'm not sure I thought anything of that until, <laughs> until last week's conversation. So damn you guys. Um, the whole thing with um, Agatha, you know, I'm the one who recast Pietro, uh, that, which sort of implies, therefore, it being Evan Peters is kind of meaningless potentially, uh, is could be disappointing. Um, so I, I'd be sad to see those things not go anywhere. Uh, you know, mm. I, I want you to have picked Evan Peters more than for the audience to go, hey, they picked the other guy. You know, I, I'd like it to be there's something here. Um, uh, but apart from that, no, just, just, just a really fun episode. It's interesting to see Vision without wonder. Um and I quite like the bit about Vision going, oh, what am I now? So I was Jarvis, I was, you know, Ultron's body, I was this. Uh, and we sometimes we forget some of that. So uh, Bruce Banner did a, a nice little summary of it before in, in uh, Infinity War, right? So how Vision, you know, was all these things and a bit of me and a bit of you and all this kind of stuff. But I don't think we sort of necessarily remember that the trauma that he's been through and actually that he is quick from Ultron yeah. and, you know, what the hell did he and Thor talk about to sort of calm him down all that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, so yeah, that was all interesting. I mean, I still, I don't know, I'm still kind of maintaining that. Yes. They're okay. A bit of string pulling and stuff, but it still wonders insanity, wonders trauma rather that's causing all this and someone took advantage of it. I don't see it as, someone else just came in and did these things and manipulated events to get this point. I think Agatha is giving herself more credit than she's due. I think Wanda was going batshit crazy and she took advantage of that and fiddled with some things. Now, uh, the, the the bit that I think plays into that and, and kind of brings that conversation forward is the advert this week. Um... Because the world doesn't revolve around you, mm. or does it? Um, so you know, between you know, snacking on your magic mm. from last week and the Nexus from this week, it feels as if there's been some sort of pull to get Wanda to be here and do these things. That's that's kind of charging someone's battery, um, and mm -hmm. th there's a reason why Westview is the 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 place because of you know ley lines or something mm. that makes it you know that that kind of critical part um so yeah i i, I think there's an element of uh wanda being coerced into you can have everything you want here um just don't look mm. at the price the nexus thing so the nexus beings in in the marvel comics are I think there's like there's there's one per universe, right? So in, in the multiverses, each each iteration, each universe there has a nexus being, and they're sort of unique throughout their universe, and they're all the ones who can um, 
basically have the the weird part of Wonder's powers, you know, the part that we don't fully understand, the kind of the no more mutants bit, the sort of messing with probabilities, all that kind of stuff. So I know Wanda is a a nexus being, but we've never touched upon anything like this. It's quite exciting because this this is us playing back into the multiverse stuff, right? This is back into the multiverse of madness. It is. Yeah, and this is the thing, you know, it is very much leading us to the multiverse understanding um, and expanding that out. And, you know, uh, that's that's interesting. Um, B, how did you find this week's episode? I wasn't too sure on the first watch, but by the second which I, I I thought it made a lot more sense and it it got me thinking about potential um, outcomes. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we get near the end and I do have a theory. I think um, Agatha is uh, part of a coven. I think the meeting they had in episode two, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, Dotty and everyone. Um, I think for the children. Yeah, I think that was the coven. Um, I think they eat the children. Oh my <laughs> <God>. No children. <laughs> I know I'm going a bit dark. And where do they all come from again? <laughs> for Halloween. Who knows? Um, magic. Um, and um, I think they're using wonder to bring a bring their leader into this dimension. That's my theory. And their leader being? Mephisto. I'm just going to say, say it. <laughs> I, 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 I can see some of that. Um... I think they need a chill that I think Wiccan and, and um, speed. Um, I think they've got something to do with it. I, I think part of it was they they needed the children and Wanda um, to be in Westview, like you said, because of ley lines, etc. Um, and that is going to be part of the spell that will bring Mephisto into this reality. Yeah, which is which is similar to the comic origin isn't it in regards to they were piece of mephisto's soul or being or something which gave him a tether into our world Mm -hmm. um so maybe yeah they needed they needed wanda to create these the children so it's a little um rosemary's baby-esque um yeah it's it's it wasn't my favorite episode and I, I found it a little bit flat compared to um, the last three. So for me, this is kind of working in rules of three. So the first three were fine. They were, they were good setups, but they didn't really kind of progress anything until the final bits of episode three, where uh, Geraldine gets thrown through the barrier barrier and back to Monica. Um, the middle three uh, for me were the, the super mega strong ones. And we're now into kind of um, 
uh, and I, I, I don't know if this phrase has ever been used before, but we, we were into the <laughs> end game of it. Um, and uh, as such, we're kind of, you know, we're into the third act and working it through. Um, and whilst there was a couple of big points that moved stuff on at the, in this episode, Monica getting her powers, Agatha um, being revealed... Mm-hmm. Um, it did feel anticlimactic to me compared to what we've seen in some of the others. Um, and that's not purely because the, the, the engineer turned out to be no one. Um, but it just felt, you know, the, the, the vision stuff I felt was a little pointless. You know, I, 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 I appreciated this whole kind of, what am I doing sitting around here talking to you? kind of realization but um whilst whilst i love the darcy chemistry with everything um you know she's a, a an amazing character and great to watch but but it, it didn't it felt like it slowed the story down and it felt like a load of the bits here were just slowing the story down at a point where i, I was enjoying the pace that it kind of started to work through um so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, we've got two episodes left. We've got um, rumours again of the next one being longer. Um, I bloody hope so. You know, we, but, but it didn't work out the last time, so let's not hold our breath. Oh, we should, um, I guess. I don't know if this is the place right, but you know, this the, we had a mid-credit scene finally after we did. sitting through credits we did every first. single week. <laughs> yeah. It paid off. Yes, and it turns out that Snoop has got a Snoop. What does that mean? Uh, it means that, that they knew Monica was going to Snoop and therefore they'd set a trap for her. Or does it? Or does... Is, is Evan Peters, uh, Petro, also snooping? Hmm. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much of a... Of a of a unique being, Evan Peters Pietro is in regards to is he a manifestation and puppet of Agatha, or is he a person that's been realised by Agatha or or Wanda or Vo, both? Um, but um, um, yeah, I mean, it could be that he becomes part of the the heroes because you know whilst she might not recognise him as her brother, he does recognise her as his sister. Mm. But yeah, hard to, to kind of tell. So um, what are we expecting for episode eight? God, I can't believe we're getting to the end already. I just feel like we need we need a whole extra season of this. Season two, now that would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, I mean, I'm just... it feels like a one and done. It does feel like a one and done series. Conclude. It... So we still have the cameo that Paul Bettany keeps talking about. The actor who he's respected for so long and was really thrilled to work with. 
I mean, I think now we go away from you know the sort of the all the fun one division format stuff that we've that, that we've had, and become a more sort of more probably what we expected from a Marvel show going in. You know, it'll be the mysteries unraveling. It'll be it'll end with a goodie versus baddie fight, whether that's Proton or um, Wonder versus uh, Agatha. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a witch off. Well, um, I mean, you haven't taken into account Director Hayward. I mean, he talked about some uh, launch, something launching. Yep. So I mean, maybe Proton you know, who fights. I keep saying Proton. We don't know her, what she's going to be, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's fighting. Yeah, the director. That's been her antagonist. And then yeah, as you say, the witch off. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I I still think that director Hayward and Sword have been experimenting on. on oh, absolutely, vision. yeah. Didn't they confirm that? Um, yeah, yeah. So there was there was conversations about them trying to weaponize. Was it yeah. reactivate? He wanted his walking uh, sentient weapon back, right? So that's that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So is it that we actually have two visions? So you've got the vision who exists in in Westview, who does not seem to have a oh, corporeal form tragic. outside because he just kind of turns to dust. And then you have a reanimated vision through sword, possibly in in sleep mode optimus style um kind of grays and whatever else and more akin to um uh the other vision costume in the comics the the the, the, the white and green kind of vision um so you 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 have vision I mean, you with almost. A vision with as, you know so the could be emerged so the vision that is in westview is the body, is the thing they've been reanimating. And it's Wanda that's put in all the memories in there, but ultimately it doesn't have any memories at all. You know, and that's why it keeps needing to be asked. It yeah. keeps asking, okay, yes, but but what is an Avenger? You know, and ultimately when all, when the hex all comes down, there could be a Vision who looks like Vision, who looks like Paul Bettany in the outfit, but has no relationship with Wanda whatsoever. It's like a... No emotion, yeah. no no oh. personality. That would be really sad. It's like at the end of a Star oh, Trek oh, Nemesis, where yeah. oh God, it's an awful film to compare this great series to. <laughs> but where B4 becomes, is, is left because they, oh, you know, I can't even do it. That film's too bad. Yeah, this would be really sad. <laughs> so I'm, gonna, I'm assuming that number eight is is very much about the backstory of mm. how he got here. So Agatha, who the missing perp was, um, maybe what's happened to Ralph. Did he ever exist? Mm. Um, what the Nexus is. So that will be kind of the, how we got here and how Wanda got here and all the rest of it. And then number nine will be the big old fights and you know, what happens next. And it looks as if the big 
cameo is Benedict Cumberbatch's Mr. Strange. Strange. That'd be a great. How how would you feel if that's the, the, the cameo? Is that is that the, the Luke Skywalker level that we were oh, no. no, but it's Promise. the most sensible one, really. Um, because we keep talking about this will open up, you know, the multiverse or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't want to end this series and then be like, okay, now the story will pick up. Basically, wait until you watch Doctor Strange 2. Um, yeah. yeah, nothing's going to be Luke Skywalker level anymore, really, because we're used to cameos, you know, in, <laughs> since the incredible... In fact, since Iron Man, you've had cameos at the end of these things. Um, that's sort of part of it, right? Um, and the only thing that would blow your mind, and I hope they don't do, is you know bring bring Downey or Evans back. No, and neither of those really work for this story. Um, I mean, in theory, if you were bringing Evans back, it would be yeah. in the next one yeah. in in Cap and Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And if you're bringing Downey yeah, back, it'd be Spider-Man at this point. Just don't, you know, not yet. Your ending was too good. Too no. damn good. We will wait and see. Um, yeah, I mean, it felt like, even though there were two big big chunks of, of reveal and forward, it felt like a bit of a filler episode. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens on number eight, but um, we know that number nine is going to be the, 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 the super climax and the, the actual kind of fight through. Um, but I'm hoping number eight does a good job of whetting our appetite for it. Um, we then uh, will finish with one division. We will have a, a, a making of show that's um, the week after, uh, which yeah, I'm really looking forward here. to because I've I've talked at length about my love of the, the Mandalorian gallery making ofs. So, you know, I think it'll be really interesting, especially knowing the full story. Um, and then we are finished with one division. Uh, and do we go straight into Winter Soldier? We do go straight into Winter Falcon in the Winter Soldier the week I after. I need this. I need my weekly shows. So... <laughs> <laughs> and we need to talk content. about um, no so it will be interesting to see um whether falcon and the winter soldier keeps us enamored in the same sort of way that this has in regards to the the twists and the turns and the plots and and all the rest of it and whether we feel that there's enough there to talk about on a weekly basis or whether it's more of a oh this is really interesting kind of show um so yeah, we will we will we will see how that plays through. Um, I'm assuming that they do something similar in regards to like a two episode drop mm. and then go from there. But we will we will find out. Um, but yeah, I think I think that one division has been fantastic so far, and I hope it it, it sticks the landing for it. Really, but I am more confident after episode seven. B is going to be at peace with the ending rather than um, mm-hmm. watching another Mad Queen fall. 
Oh, so bloody hopes. Hey? Uh, how's that going? Are you still on your run through? Uh, yes, I'm on season nice. four now. Yeah, so getting to the good bits. Excellent. Well, we will hear more about that in coming weeks. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, get involved in the conversation at Geeking in Pod. How are you finding One Division? What do you think about uh, the Mortal Kombat trailer? How uh, excited are you, if at all, for the Suicide Squad or Blue Beetle um, or anything else you want to talk about? Are you actually looking forward to Zack Snyder's Justice League? Um, do you think it's going to, to address and fix all the problems? Or create an entire three and a half hours more of them. Um, we will find out and we will talk about it at length next week and every other week. So thank you very much for listening and um, bye bye. Cheerio.